Hi everyone, you're listening to Lifestyle of Gay Black Boy. I am Sonia Blade today. Now if you don't know who Sonia Blade is, I don't know how much I have in common with you. But if you do know who Sonia Blade is, that means you are a great player of a specific game. And you'll know that she is one of the greatest of all time. Um, You know, check it out. I hope you listen all the time. Share this with your friends, your family, your neighbors. Play it so loud that your neighbors have no choice but to hear my voice in their living room. And I think that'll be rewarding for everybody. Just don't break your state's uh, noise violation times. I don't want you to get kicked out because you were listening to me. And I'm burping, excuse me. It's very gross. But um, like always, y'all, if you want to interact with the show, feel free to do so through the socials. You can find me at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy or hashtag LGBB or hashtag Lifestyle GBB. Um, Find me, interact with me. You can go onto some of the polls that I'm going to start creating. Send me messages. Curse me the fuck out. Not curse me the fuck out. Whichever thing you want to do, feel free to do it because it's your choice and right as a person with a voice. Um, Also, if you want to reach out to the show by email, feel free to do that as well at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. I'll be sure to read what you have to say. Check out what you have to say. Um, I might even respond. You know, responses are always important. Um, So... Last week, I didn't post a show because I started a new podcast with Danny. Um, Danny and I, Danny's been featured on my podcast a bunch of times, and we're doing a podcast called Yo That's Gay. That has a lot to do with sexual health, addressing issues, and giving you answers from a gay man's perspective. We're also going to have other people who are a part of the queer umbrella as a part of the show, talking about mental health, sexual awareness, and a sex positive vibe. I mean, sometimes you just need people you can ask a question to who will keep you anonymous, but you want to talk about what is it to insert a gerbil inside of yourself? Or maybe you want to talk about fisting, or maybe you want to talk about how do you have that conversation with your partner about putting on a condom when you're ready to have sex, or maybe you want to explore condomless sex. We are here. We're here to help answer and Give our thoughts and opinions in the best and most healthy way we can for you. So feel free to listen to Yo That's Gay on all the major podcast platforms, including Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, and so, so, so many more. Um, But let's get into today's show. So today's show is going to be called Gay, Black, and Seasonal. Sorry, I had to... uh, snap my fingers and create fire for a second. So today's episode is called Gay, Black, and Seasonal. And now I came up with this title. um, Well, actually, a friend of mine came up with this title, which I truly appreciate you for it, of Gay, Black, and Seasonal. Because I'm not talking about seasoning your food, which anybody who cooks for me, just so you know, seasons are fundamental. Seasons taste like things And those things are delicious. So put those things on top of the food that you'll be serving me. Seasons. Spoken word piece by Andrew Shepard. But uh, let's talk about (coughs) the seasons. Right now, 
we are in the middle of winter. Uh, here in upstate New York, we still have a good seven months of it. And there'll probably be sunshine and then snow happening all at once tomorrow at 6.45 in the morning. By 7, it's going to be 30 degrees. And by the time I leave work at 6, it's going to be negative 40. That's winter for us here in upstate. But seasonal, and what I'm focusing on, is seasonal affective disorder, um, also known as seasonal depression. And I wanted to talk about this because it's something that affects me. It may be something that affects you. It may be something that affects people around you. Or maybe you just don't know how to categorize how this time of year makes you feel. Um, I'll use an example for myself. And first, let's talk about what seasonal affective disorder is. So seasonal affective disorder or seasonal depression, which is also known as, is something that's usually self-diagnosable. Um, and it's a condition where it, your mood is going to be characterized by a depression that occurs at the same time every year. Um, an example of what seasonal affective disorder can be characterized as is, you know, you hear a bunch of times, or maybe sometimes you don't hear it, that the holidays, Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving, those are the holidays when people most typically end up causing self-harm or attempting suicide or committing suicide. Um, because those are times of the year that can be hardest for the people. Uh, it can also be when the winter comes. I mean, during the summer, think about it. In the seasons of spring, summer, you're outside, you're enjoying the flowers, you're smelling the cake out in the air. I, I meant that the opposite way. But you're having barbecues and cookouts and family get-togethers and beach days and wine tours and you're just doing all this stuff. It's fun in the sun and fun on the sun. And you get to be social with people. And then think about when fall comes around. You know, you're still going out. You might go watch the leaves change colors, which I haven't done that yet. But I think that would be a great date to go on. So, you know, if anybody wants to take me on a date, take me to go watch the leaves turn colors or whatever it is you do out there. Pick apples or... The, the Smash Pumpkins. Well, that was a music group. But yeah, I don't know. Whatever you do out in the fall when it's like, oh, I want to have a cute little peacoat on and be there with my boo. Walking around the field and looking at the leaves fall. I imagine that it's romantic because it looks great in Lifetime movies. But then in Lifetime movies, all the leaves just get to the color orange. You never see them brown and gross. So who knows? Lifetime could be lying to me because I love seeing all the different colors of the leaves, but they only have these bright orange leaves on their trees. Um, but then once we get through fall, once we're through fall, that's when winter's here. That's when it's bitter cold outside. That's when you feel like you're going to get frostbite when you take out the garbage. Or you feel like the world is ending as soon as the wind blows and hits you. Or like the wind blows outside and it's like, well, damn, I'm covered all the way up, but I felt that in my sphincter, like deep inside of it, I felt that cold. Nobody wants to be out in that. Nobody wants to be out in it. No one wants to go around in it. You know, there's the hardcore go-outers and the people who love to be outside who'll be out there. Like, I shit you not, I literally saw somebody jogging today at, oh no, it was 8.45 at nighttime. They were out jogging. 
it's icy. It was maybe 19 degrees, if that. I'm pretty sure it wasn't over 20. And they were outside jogging. That is dedication to the cause one. So I definitely um, look up to you for that. I won't be out there jogging when the weather's this cold. But some people do it. And then some people, they turn a little reclusive this time of year. I am that type of person. I do get reclusive. I will leave my house just for work, and that's it. Um, If I'm already drunk from getting drunk at home and from in my fireplace or pre-gaming with friends, then I may go out. But if we have not pre-gamed in a quite warm environment, and I'm talking like pre-gaming inside of the oven with that bitch turn on broil, (laughs) like that's the kind of heat I need to be able to leave my house or wherever I am to go out to a bar to go drink, knowing that I'm going to be cold the entire time in the bar. So I ended up staying home and then I watched 2020 or whatever on investigative ID, investigative murder, like, oh, investigative murder porn. I'll throw a little bit of that on or, you know, watch some cute little documentaries or some great animes, which can be great for me, but can also be a point where I kind of lose touch with my outside connections. And that is one of the effects of seasonal affective disorder, where maybe nothing's wrong, but at this point in time of the year, I end up shutting people off just because. Because I'm either so uninterested or just so fatigued that I don't want to deal with people. And fatigue is one of the symptoms of seasonal affective disorder. Also, depression or anxiety. These things that are triggered, these moments where our equilibrium is now off, we don't feel balanced, and it is all generated from the change of the weather. And a lot of people who are researching seasonal affective disorder have determined that light has a lot to do with it. So, you know, during the summer and during the spring, the days are longer than the night. And during the winter and the fall, the night becomes longer than the day. So that diminishment of sunlight is taking away from some of that energy, those endorphins that you create, those happy feelings that you have. It's almost like we're flowers. You know, I am terrible with uh, planting flowers. I'm terrible with keeping flowers alive. And I'm even terrible at disposing the flowers after they die. I am just terrible when it comes to green growing things. I mean, I even killed a plastic plant before. Killed it, totally destroyed it. I left it sitting on a windowsill, came back, and the whole thing was melted at the end of the day. Like, I couldn't even keep a plastic plant alive. But, 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 but. When I think of seasonal affective disorder, I think of flowers, plants, and things growing that need sunlight. And... You can even test this out yourself if you have a flower that blooms when sunlight hits it, like a morning glory or a daffodil or a narcissist flowers, bulb-like flowers. When the sunlight is out, they open up. It's kind of like that when it comes to seasonal affective disorder and the effect of light on your uh, mood, where 
We're absorbing vitamin D in the light and we get all this energy and happiness. And when we have a majority of that, it's so much easier to stay in a positive headspace. But once that light cuts back and it's gone away, you're more shut off to the world. You don't really socialize. You're not blooming, which can lead to a depressive state. I just think of that. And I know I went on this rant of what seasonal affective disorder is, but I bring it up because it is something that truly does affect me. And I finally learned to, one, accept that it's real. Because a lot of times for myself, I'll say, oh, no, Andrew, you're just being a bitch and you're shutting people off. And it's like, no, my whole balance is thrown off. This is no longer just, I don't want to be bothered. It's like, I have anxiety to go leave my fucking house now just because the weather has changed or because the seasons are different. I have that intense feeling and it's okay to dwell in that for a bit. Experience that feeling anytime there is a negative feeling that comes up in my life. I always like to take a moment and to experience that feeling. You know, it's not for me, but for some people and people I know, people I've just talked to throughout my life, it is very easy to uh, shut off the negative emotion before you get a chance to experience it because you've got yourself and you've got barriers and things ready for you. Me, I like to experience that bit of uncomfortability, that moment where I'm like, well, things are just kind of fucking weird right now. I don't know what I'm feeling and I don't know why I'm feeling this. But when I get the chance to just simmer in it for a little bit, and I mean an hour to a day, something like that, where you just want to experience this feeling, it helps me learn to move past it in a much healthier way for me. I can only describe it for me. But when I have those moments, especially now where I do suffer from seasonal affective disorder and I'll be just contemplating, like, I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. And I have to check myself after that. Well, I'll maybe sit and experience it for, let's say, a day where I shut the entire world off like I did this past weekend or my weekend for myself, Sunday to Tuesday. I typically want to go out and see friends and maybe go over to friends' house and hang out with them. But this past Sunday to Wednesday, I couldn't do it. Just waking up and getting text messages from people asking me to come over, asking me to come hang out, caused so much anxiety for me. Just looking at it, I'm like, I just feel like I have to change everything. I feel like I'm going to respond something crazy or I'm going to get cold at some point while we're at and be like, yo, I got to go home. And then they're going to think it's something that they did and it's nothing that they did. And then they're going to ask me what's wrong. And then I'm going to get agitated because I got asked what was wrong. And it's not I'm agitated them. I'm agitated the fact that I just don't feel comfortable. I created a whole scenario of the thing that's going to bother me just based on a text message I received with the question of, hey, do you want to hang out today? Um, And when I have those moments where that occurs, I take a moment before I respond to a text message and sometimes I will not respond. But before I'm going to respond, I take a moment and I just indulge in that feeling for a moment to just say, okay, I understand, Andrew, you feel Like the world will come to an end because someone is asking you something that's going to take you out of your safety, comfortable place while you're in this state of mind. 
I let myself feel it. I let myself experience it. And then after I had that moment to experience the fact that I don't feel comfortable for myself, I have to start creating a plan to get out of that uncomfortable space. So even if it's not, hey, I can come over in two minutes, maybe it's like, okay, I come over, but I need a couple of hours. Or I can come over, but how about we do the following week and make a plan? So that way I can be mentally prepared on the day where I have no monetary or employment obligations that I can just express how I feel and come hang out with you in a space, in a headspace where I no longer feel like it's something that's causing strife for me. And I don't say strife in a way as it's like, oh my God, I don't want to hang out with this person because you're a bad friend or anything like that. It's more strife in the fact of I can now be prepared for the fact that I decided to leave my house, the fact that I decided to go experience the outside world in a space where I'm typically wanting to just stay home. And just at the end of the day and at the end of after all the whole scenario wraps up, I know that if I take the chance to mentally prepare when I'm ready to debrief with myself about how my day went and how I felt my day went, it's definitely a more positive experience than a negative experience. Um, you know, I'm. let's talk about some of the things that have to do with seasonal affective disorder. Um, and this time, if you are an American citizen and you are listening to this, I'm going to give you my opinion and how I identify. I had to snap my fingers again for this one. Um, so when I think about where we are right now in America and the state of the world. I look at it. It's cold. I see the sun maybe 10 minutes out of a day. I'm always working. Don't have time to just relax to myself for the most part. Which isn't crazy because these are obligations that I took on. Now, with the fact that I see less sunlight, of course, my energy's down. But the other side of it is, all we've got on the news right now and all that we've got in our media right now, and, you know, God rest his soul, God rest all their souls, the people who died in the helicopter crash. We've got the impeachment. We've got the person who's in the White House spewing hate and nonsense 24-7. We've got Twitter. We've got Twitter, and we've got Twitter. Oh, you know, and the news, just the daily news. Unfortunately, from a majority of those outlets that I listed, there's not much positivity that's ringing through there. It's a lot of more negativity or just shit to poke the bear. That's another factor that can pile on top of Seasonal affective disorder, especially when it's this bitter cold, where you don't want to be outside because as soon as you step outside, your beard freezes and then it falls off and then you have this patchy frozen beard or the other side of it, you step outside and you turn into like a snowman, which would be cute if you wanted to be encased in snow and freezing cold. Some people are into temperature play, which, you know, we'll talk about that on Yo, That's Gay, but I don't like that, and I don't want that. 
So instead of going outside, then I want to stay inside. But then when I want to turn on my television, I'm inside. There's only shit on there. It's all very shitty. And this is like terrible shitty, like circus shitty, where it's just, it doesn't end. You can't find where the shit ends and the good stuff begins because it's just all jumbled into one. So without that being escape, and then I don't want to go out because it's cold, all I can do is sit here with my thoughts and overthink about things or overanalyze situations. And then it just turns into this destructive cycle of just sitting here annoyed and not knowing what to do. So how do we change that? What is a way to change that? And what kind of plans do I have in place? And how do I work through it? Those are all important things, especially this time of year. So, you know, let's take a little break. Um, Take a couple little puffs. I might pass you the blunt if you're sitting next to me. And we'll be back. All right, y'all. I'm back. Um, So let's talk about some of the things that we can do in a state where maybe you're experiencing some of the things of seasonal affective disorder or seasonal depression. I'm going to use both names for it because it goes by both, um, but it's the same thing that I'm talking about. So seasonal affective disorder or seasonal depression is something that it's quite, um, I'm not going to say easy. It's something that you can self-diagnose. Um, you know, you always talk to a therapist, always talk to the person you do for your mental health counseling before just taking what I say and running with it because maybe you don't have seasonal affective disorder and maybe there's other things that could be affecting you. So always talk to your doctor, but some of the things that you can experience if you have seasonal affective disorder. When I talked about anxiety, um, sometimes just general discontent, you were just you are not content on anything. You're just uneasy. What the fuck is going on here? Loneliness. Like, you know, you happen to miss your little teddy bear and you're just like, oh, you're so sad. Um, your, your loss of interest. Maybe you were really, 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 really getting into puppy play. And you're like, oh, this is great. And then winter rings around. It's like, you know what? I'm just not in the mood. I have lost all interest in it. And I just can't get about it. Mood swings is a big one, like a huge one when it comes to it. Um, I've just seen examples of it where just because something happens that is so small, like somebody just says their F for a little too long when they say of or something, that can be a sign if you have a massive mood swing from something like that, let's say. You were super happy. Then they just said, of for just a half second too long. And you're snapping at somebody, biting off their head. Or maybe you go from happy to crying. And you're just like, you don't know what's going on. That's an example of that mood swing and major mood swings. Um, One of the things that I don't like that is definitely a symptom or something you can experience is weight gain or even weight loss. You know, sometimes you lose your appetite. Sometimes all you want to do is eat. And you're just in this unstable, unsecure balance of things that are going on. Now, those are just some of the things that you can experience if you suffer from seasonal depression or seasonal affective disorder. But that's not the only thing there. I mean, again, always talk with your mental health care provider about 
your issues because I can only give you the information that I know, but I am not a doctor in any way, shape, or form. And trust me, you would not want me to be your doctor because I would probably fuck you up, like, deeply. Um, But, you know, I mean, hey, we can always go down that road. I'll just give you a disclaimer to sign because I cannot have anybody suing me and taking the last $30 I have each week. So... You know, how do we work through seasonal affective disorder, seasonal depression? One of the ways that I love and I have seen people use and I've experienced myself is light therapy. So you might be thinking like, what is light therapy? What is light when it comes to a medical or mental health treatment? Well, light therapy is the practice of inducing or increasing the amount of light that your body and your eyes and your receptive cells receive on a daily basis. Now, it can be focused in general locations. Like in the past, it was believed if you were going bald to give you light therapy treatment. So they had this like cap. It looked like a big helmet you put on your head and had light bulbs inside. And they would just shine intensely bright light on your forehead, your scalp, where the places you want your hair to grow. You can even see some of the things for light therapy today. If you have like a light mask, it looks like glasses you put on, but they actually light up. Um, Another example of it, and these have gotten very popular, a sad lamp or a seasonal affective disorder lamp. And what those do, they are little lamps that produce incredibly bright light that are kind of on the light spectrum as the sun. And it's almost like having your own mini personal sun without the extreme gravity and intense heat right next to you. It's a very safe way to look right at the sun. You won't go blind. Now, I do not suggest that you just stare at your sad light. Um, Again, I am not a doctor. So I cannot tell you what the long-term effects of that would be. But having it in a place where you work, um, I am going to get one just for my living room. It's like having the sun in the room with you. And I can tell you myself, experiencing it, it is definitely something that is a mood changer, an elevator in a very natural and comforting way. Um, I truly love sad lamps. Another thing that's good when it comes to these periods, especially for me, um, when you're battling seasonal affective disorder or seasonal depression, is to have a group of friends or a good base or even just one person that you can just talk to and just open up about everything. Whether this is your therapist, a friend, um, maybe somebody who's just an acquaintance that you don't know that well, but you're comfortable to talk with. Have somebody there to be your sounding board or to somebody to just brainstorm with or just talk to in those moments where maybe you don't want to go to your friends. Maybe you want an outside source. Build that structure for yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, talking with my friends, I'm very blessed and fortunate to have friends who understand the importance of just getting feelings out, uh, mental health and how to take care of yourself, especially in states of depression or mania. Um, Just having friends who have that open arm space, it's very nice. 
Um, it's an environment where I feel super safe. And I always suggest anybody to build a safe structure for yourself of people you can go to and talk when you're experiencing those intense feelings, um, trying to bottle them up and hold them in. It doesn't always work that well. And in this moment, especially seasonal effective time, a lot of time you're not leaving your apartment. So you don't even have a way to get away from the emotions and energy you just felt and created. You just got to keep stewing in it and sitting in it. It's never fun. Um, you know what? I mean, shit. Go out and pick out a restaurant you like. I personally love pancakes. So I hop, I will see you when I'm depressed. Like if I know I'm going to feel or I'm going through a depressive state, I will be at IHOP and just sit there. Now, this is where the weight loss and weight gain can come from because I'll sit there and eat like 60 pancakes and just keep going. It's binge eating. No, I'm not really addressing the issue in that moment, but I'm at least trying to get myself into a comfort zone to be able to address it. Um, If you're not familiar with the app, Talkspace. Now, they are not paying me to promote this. But I I use it. Talkspace is a mobile app that connects you with a therapist. Um, you can use it anytime, anywhere that you have cell phone service. And it's just a great space where sometimes I'll use it if I can't get to my therapist in person. And I just want to get something off my chest in a very safe environment and talk about it. I'll throw on the Talkspace app get connected with a therapist and go from there. Now, they walk you through steps, especially when it comes to payment, um, insurance and all that stuff. So I suggest if you are interested to check it out, it's Talk Space. Um, and there's some great things there. And, you know, see what you like about it. Uh, another great thing that I just think is very useful, especially this time of year, is <clears throat> having an action plan in place. And when I say an action plan, that is my plan when I have those days where I feel like I've succumbed to the depression. And this plan is something that I can enact with a friend or even just by myself to put myself in a space that's outside of the current cocoon I've made for myself. Um, That cocoon being my apartment. It's definitely in full effect some days where I know I need to get up and leave and I don't. So on days like that, I have a playlist that's going to make sure that I don't have lack of energy. It's something, it's music you have to bump to. You can't just sit back and just sing along because it's like EDM or it's club music. Or I have my system set up where I'll invite a friend out to lunch. Where it's just like, you know what? At least I know there's one activity I can do that cannot possibly go wrong. And that's just sitting down and eating food. Well, I mean, it could go wrong, but... It won't go wrong on the spectrum that I'm going to put it on because like going wrong in a situation, the only way I could ever go wrong going out to eat is if I sit down at the table and look at my food and for some reason it resembles spiders or like I get my food and the plate is so hot that I can't touch it, but then it's just staring at me and I can't touch it. It made no fucking sense. (laughs) Or a bad day for me. Oh, this would be a terrible day. I get some great bud and happen to leave it somewhere and forget that I got it. That would just destroy me. That would be a terrible moment. So in those moments, I know I can just send out a group text to friends. Hey, anybody up for lunch? 
And they may not know it, but I know it for myself that that is a plan where I know once I send that text message off, whoever answers, we're going to go get lunch. We're going to go get food. We're going to go do something because lunch is now an obligation to help take me out of the space where I feel like I'm just drifting because there's nothing for me to do. And I don't know if these things will help when it comes to you, but I would love to hear how y'all feel about it, how you get through the seasons if it can be tough because not for everybody is it tough for some people it's a glorious glorious time of year for some people it's just like well damn can we just get back to the heat i just want to get back to the heat to be quite honest with you i really feel like unless somebody could bring me tacos every day with a nice warm hot tea or something i'd be in heaven unfortunately it just doesn't work that way which is okay that's not bad. So seasonal affective disorder, outside of experiencing it and feeling what it can cause to you and thinking about some ways of treatment for it, one of the things that I have to say, um, because I was someone who was like, that's bullshit. Like, there is no disorder that's based on the seasons. Um, if you're not familiar with it, take a minute, go to the Mayo Clinic, um, psychology journals, things like that, and just research it because there's a lot of good information and you may be experiencing it and maybe you don't even know why. Maybe you're just snapping on people because they keep putting apples in the drawer with the oranges. It's not where they go. Maybe it's frustrating for you. Or maybe you get annoyed because people leave the toilet seat up when they flush the toilet. And yeah, maybe it was a pet peeve in the past, but now it's just like the end of the world. Like you have a response, like you just heard the siren for a nuclear bomb when you see the toilet seat up. That could be something maybe you want to look into, especially if it only happens around one specific time of the year. Just picking up those little cues for yourself and you're your best doctor when it comes to noticing something's abnormal for you. Um, And there's no shame in admitting it. It actually helps. It only hurts you if you don't. So I would just say those are some of the things to think about. Some of the things to just have fun with. Have fun with your mental health. Mental health is fun and it's meant to be for you. That made no sense. Again, I... I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm, I'm there. I'm there for it. So I'm going to stop the subject there of seasonal affective disorder. But again, I would love to hear from y'all and what you have to say, what you think and how you feel about it. Um, but there is one thing that I do want to bring up. And this happens this time of year all the time. It's not related to mental health, essentially, but it is a seasonal thing that occurs. And that is the Grammys. Now, I have not watched the Grammys, like they actually watched it in years, almost a decade, to be quite honest with you. I think the last time I watched Destiny's Child won a Grammy, which was quite some time ago. I'm dating myself. Um, But at the Grammys, there were a few gentlemen, uh, men, I think is how they do identify. One being Bobby Lights, the other being Lil Nas X, and then Billy Porter. Um, And I... They all had a very distinct outfits, which were super cute, by the way. I, at least I thought they were. Um, and they weren't the, and I'm going to say this with air quotes, traditional 
masculine attire for an award show. They did present as feminine clothing, if you want to say it that way. And you know what? You do you. I will leave my house dressed in a dress, some heels, some pumps, booty shorts, a boyfriend shirt or some shit, and a pair of heels, nails, be on point, maybe hit my lip with a little gloss or a little glitter, something. And I love doing it. It's fun. It's something that is just expressive for me. And it's just the way that I like to go out sometimes. I will never fault anybody for that. What I will fault people for is is bashing somebody for them going out and doing what they want to do. So I saw there was this guy, Pastor Troy. He made a comment about what little Nas X was wearing. And I'm not going to read his comment because I just can't get through that ignorance. But uh, it was kind of along the lines of, I'm not winning a Grammy because I'm not dressing this way, which I feel is somebody dressing as a faggot. And I took my child to Applebee's and he was upset because he saw two faggots kissing. That's essentially what the uh, post was that he did. Now, of course, he did this for attention. I mean, that's all people do the shit for these days is attention. You know, they will do anything for clout. And it really seems like that's what he was doing. Uh, That does not excuse his behavior and it actually makes it even worse. Because at this moment, and I just say this to people of color, to black people, and more specifically in my situation, I gear towards black people. Being gay is not a choice. Being gay is not just represented by what we see in the media. Being gay is not hurting you, the observer, who may or may not be heterosexual. And being gay has nothing to do with how you dress. Reading the ignorance that came from this man And then the ignorance also was spewed out of his child's mouth, which he encouraged, is so dangerous. It is so incredibly dangerous. You're passing along hateful and fearful rhetoric to a child. And we'll say sometimes if we see somebody like the man who's currently sitting in the White House, well, his granddaddy was a part of the clan. His dad was probably a part of the clan. So you know he got to be racist. It's the same thing when you spread hate towards people of the queer community, when you discriminate against people who may be uh, differently abled. It's the same thing. You are spreading that same line of hate. It may not be because of their race, but you see two guys. One maybe has on a skirt. The other one has on some tight booty shorts. You call him a faggot just because of the way he's dressed. Faggot is a horrible word that is meant to be negative towards people. You've now passed that along to your child who before he saw your reaction and how you would treat another individual wouldn't have done that. He would have just saw them as a person. And you know the thing that pisses me off the most about it is this kind of hate comes from other black people a lot of the time. The fact that a gay, cisgendered, black male who is young won a Grammy 
is epic in a spectrum where typically only white people are honored. But then to see somebody else who's in the same industry bash that person, call them terrible names, judge them because you don't like how they dress, and not uplift and support them, you have just essentially in my head aligned yourself with the same people who hate us because we're black, the same people who call us niggers, and the same people who would lynch us from a tree. That is what I equate you with. I don't see much difference in what you're saying and what you're doing because you're cating on somebody just because they're living. Like If you don't like what somebody wears, if you don't like, let's say, drag queens or cross-dressers or people who dress like me, maybe I come out in a pump and a hill and a booty short and a red bright lip with a full beard looking like a whole man. What I'm wearing is not going home with you at the end of the night. You're not wearing these clothes. You're not going to be affected by these clothes. So why are you so bothered? I just don't understand it. Don't get it. But all you're doing, just know this, is spreading hate and hotep rhetoric. And you're corrupting and destroying the children of the future because they are not going to be prepared to handle the fact that the world has progressed beyond your small-minded views. I don't really know what else to say about it because shortly after uh, his post, Lil Nas X responded with like a cute little remark of that looked like he looked good. And then this Pastor Troy guy made a video and he's like, oh, see, it's working, it's working. Now they all want to fight me. That clearly says this man was only spreading his hate publicly because he needed attention. Um, I want to say the last thing I've ever heard from him was like, are we cutting? And it was like a terrible song. Like it was quite trash. You were never in contention from a Grammy in the first place. So there's no other factor that you could change to get you there except actually make something that's good to listen to. Um, But since you don't have the capacity to do that, I see that you attack other people. For the clicks. You got yourself clickbait. Um, I just hope that other people are not this way in the world. And it just bothered me. And I thought, you know what? That's one thing in the seasonal affective state that I just want to address because, (sighs) damn, niggas do dumb shit and say dumb shit. Um, But thank you guys for listening. I truly appreciate it. Without y'all, this show is not possible. So I would like to ask you to please rate and share and comment on whatever podcast platform, app, or location you're listening on. And if you want to interact with the show, feel free to do so on all of the social medias. Just look for Lifestyle Like a Black Boy. Or feel free to email me at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. And I'll be sure to get to you. I'll talk to you. I always make a rule here. So let's make a rule. You can send me 16 curse words angrily. But after the 16th one, I'm not reading any more of your letter. So do it strategically. 
I've gotten some good ones. I haven't read them on the air, and that's just because, you know, sometimes they're just personal venting, and I just love to keep that as a vault thing. Uh, if you would like to contribute, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Also, check out my new podcast with Danny, and that's Yo That's Gay on all major podcast platforms. We post new episodes every Wednesday, and Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy post every Friday. So I, I think you guys, again, have a great weekend. Lose your minds. Make sure to tickle a stranger. No, no, that is assault. Um, I used to say it all the time. No, that is an assault. So we're not going to do that. Um, you know what? Consensually shake hands with a stranger. A stranger's who hand that you have not shaken is calluses that you have never felt in your life. Bye, y'all.